What's up, everybody? This is Podcast Game Overs, episode 137. Saturday, March 18, 2023. I am Wasabi Ice Cream. Joined as always, my dude Rick. What's up? Yo, what's up, everybody? We got a show for you. Yeah. Uh, quite a few new trailers, videos have been announced. I love that. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Quite a few new things have been announced. We got some news from the PlayStation Plus catalog getting updated. Was something that should have been there from the beginning, but it took them a year to get it, so whatever. Um, but we'll cross that bridge we come to. Let's start where we always start, man. Tell the people what you've been playing. Exo Primal. Yes. I wanted to hear about this. That game looked fucking incredible. But what was your opinion on the beta? A beta's out. I played that beta. And let me tell you, man. Uh... I 180'd on this harder than I 180'd on that Last of Us show. <laughs> I want to hear your opinion on that, too, because I didn't think it was bad. But <laughs> let's just start with this first. Um, so what was your beef with Exo Primal? Because, like, it looked pretty good. And, like, I don't know how the beta could fuck it up. Was this, like, a performance issue? Or was the core gameplay just not as, like, appealing as you thought it was going to be? So when they showed this game off, right, mm -hmm. the expectation was... Oh shit, dude! This looks like a uh, this looks like a, like an Earth Defense Force, but with dinosaurs, right? That's what everyone was expecting. What I was expecting. Yeah. So imagine my surprise when you load this game up, and it's a five v five fucking PvP game. Ah uh, no! What? Uh, not only that, but it's like it's straight up, it's straight up Overwatch, dude. Like, it's literally, it has, everyone you can name from Overwatch is, like, has their their version of that character in this. Like, there's a Hanzo, there's a Genji, who's, like, kind of like a tank in this, but, uh, there's, like, there's a Reinhardt, there's a Ana, there's a, there's a Farah. Like everyone, anyone you can name from Overwatch has like an, an analog. Wait, how does the dinosaur shit come in? That if it's like a five v five. The dinosaur thing? shit. Okay, so what it is? It's five v five, and it's like you're you're competing. You don't. So the other team and you both have like you run through these streets. Plays in here. Okay. Hell yeah! What a crap. All right, Clay's in here, and he's also Trayvon is in here. What's up? All right, I get there's some confusion also in the chat about what this game is as well. So let me explain. It's a 5v5. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a 5v5, like, PvPVE game, I guess is what you you can call it, where both teams compete against each other. There's, like, two waves, basically. There's two... Uh, two. Let me... Him, Charles, in here, he says, no campaign. Let me Let me finish. <laughs> Let me yeah, finish, it was just a beta. Guys. It was just a beta, so. Well, no, this is the main game mode, though. When you load no. it up, they're like, this is the main mode. So, if there is a campaign, I I don't know. Because, yeah, they did show some, like, story stuff. I'm like, okay, how does this how does this play out? Anyway, it's 5v5 PvPVE. So, two teams compete to complete certain objectives along the along a map right and you can't directly right. interact with the other team basically 
you like run down this street and it goes, hey, uh, Raptor is spawning. And you basically just have to kill these waves before faster than the other team. And then you just go and you go and you go. The shit spawns. You got to kill shit faster. It's like, you're ahead of the other team or you're behind the other team. And that's basically it. You do that for maybe like three minutes. And then the second phase starts. And the second phase is straight up PvP. It's straight up Overwatch. Like literally, then the the other team, you go into this like alternate dimension where you can actually see and interact with the other team. And then it's like straight up Overwatch. You're pushing a payload. You're uh you're like what? collecting <laughs> No way. What? That's like a... the dinosaurs like straight up disappear, right? And you're just fighting the other team in straight up PvP. It's the worst I've had I've never I've never been so disappointed in my life playing playing this shit and I was like, Are you That's so obnoxious? <laughs> I'm like upset. Like... I was expecting like like left for dead with dinosaurs or Yeah, exactly. Exactly the defense force of dinosaurs or any wave-based shooter with dinosaurs, but no, it's like that's like the first part of it, and then the next part is like Overwatch. Yeah, and then because so you start off with like this tutorial, and it's like, hey, you can um, because I thought there was only gonna be like four frames or whatever, right? Because like I'm thinking it's like yeah, I'm thinking it's like a Left for Dead, or you just here's the tank one, here's the one with like all the guns, here's the one that can fly or whatever, but. You you look you do the tutorial. It's like you can switch between them at any time, and there's like seven or eight of them. So you're like, oh shit, this is deeper than like I thought it was, man. There's a healer. There's a there's like and they've they've got all these different abilities. You're like, oh, this is really cool. Uh, but then you you get into the game and it's a fucking it's Overwatch and that's why there's so many different uh, frames you can use is because you can um. You have to switch between them because once it turns into PvP, it's like yeah, you need a tank, you need a healer, you need a you need a guy that does damage, you need all these different classes because yeah, it's a it's a fucking PvP game. Uh, That's so frustrating. I don't like that. All right, so the play says <laughs> you don't fight the other team in phase one. In phase two, are there dinosaurs? So phase two is like a random. Uh, whatever you're doing in phase two is random. So it can like there can be dinosaurs, but the dinosaurs don't matter. The dinosaurs are like secondary um, to like it, you're, you're like pushing a payload. Right. So if you're pushing the payload, the other team is there and they're pushing their own payload. And then like maybe dinosaurs are spawning, but you shouldn't even mess with the dinosaurs because the other team is what's more dangerous at that point. So it's like you should just ignore the dinosaurs if you can, and then, like it's 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 it's, it's super hard to explain, man, because uh, it just doesn't make any sense. It's like the whole the the premise is like it's a competition to like develop a new weapon, basically. So you're testing these frames for this like company. You're testing these frames, and then they send you into these battles to see to develop the the latest weapon technology to see whichever one comes out on top it's it's dumb that's really frustrating <laughs> uh clay says if team a wins phase one team b wins phase two who wins tie overtime 
Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. I played three rounds of this before I gave up. <laughs> before I was like, this is stupid. So, uh, so I don't totally know how, I don't know. I, to, I don't totally know. I think whoever wins phase one gets a bonus for phase two. I think phase two is like the only one that matters. <laughs> Because you can um, you can summon you can summon a dinosaur and then fight the other team with that dinosaur, um, and whoever wins phase one unlocks that. So you can see here in the, in the gameplay, I'm showing sure some gameplay footage when, when I played it. This one is charge the hammer. So basically, you have to pick up this this object, take it to different like stations, charge it up, and then take it into the other team's base and like destroy their like shit, right? And that's what it is. You just take this thing and like, it's like, it's like bomb delivery almost. You just deliver a bomb to the other team to destroy them. And while that happens, yeah, there are dinosaurs basically. Like you defeat dinosaurs to charge it. But like, it's like secondary because what you're trying to do is destroy the other team. So that's, oh, I'm so disappointed now. <laughs> I was really excited for this. And now I'm like, damn it. <laughs> Which I this guy, I've not been following this game heavily, but it does mention this on the store page. So that I had to look back and I was like, at what point did they say that this is what this game was? Because I I did not I just caught me completely by surprise. So I mean, is it fun at least? Like a fun Overwatch clone? Um. No, I mean, it's free on Game Pass. Like, I think it's worth like a play on Game Pass. I mean, it's worth a look on Game Pass if, if like, yeah, because you know, if it's on Game Pass, it's whatever. But it's just like, I, I guess, yeah. There's like, like, there's fun to be had. Everything like shoots, <laughs> like everything plays. It plays well. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just as soon as you get into like the Overwatch part of it, it's not great. As soon as it just uh, takes a big fat dump like all yeah. over itself. Like the Overwatch part is like super uninteresting. Yeah, it's really you, annoying. <laughs> all you want to do is kill dinosaurs, and it's just like no. Um. Yeah, I don't know. This was, it was super disappointing, man. To load this up and like find out it's a five v five. Man, you guys are tripping with this. <laughs> That's really obnoxious. <laughs> I'm like really annoyed by this. <laughs> no, I'm legit like upset. Like that's 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 shitty. Oh my god. Well, that's that's it for me. I was all excited to play it, but I couldn't because my kid was uh, fighting the day uh, the beta dropped. That night the beta dropped, and by the time we went to bed, it was like late. And I was tired, so I didn't play it. Yeah. I've just been hella busy. I don't have time to play it at all. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I'm gonna play this all night, dude. I've been waiting for this. This looks amazing. And then yeah, <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, this is what this game is, huh? So yeah, I played three rounds of it, and then I was like, I'm done with this. Three, I'll give it a shot. The beta, the the open beta, is still going. Um, it has cross platform, so you can play with like anyone, though. Uh, Joker, friend of the show, Joker, 
jumped in when I was uh when I was playing this, and he, we tried to play with each other. It has you set up a Capcom ID for crossplay, yeah. and it didn't work. <laughs> basically, I was so like, excited to play the game. I set up a Capcom ID like on my lunch break that day, <laughs> just so I'd be ready to play like that night. Yeah, it, it didn't work. We couldn't like we couldn't join each other. So, but. It just it looks it looks like they it's, they they could not have gone wrong just making an EDF man. If they just made an EDF, it would have been yeah. Fantastic. That's what I thought it was gonna be. That just that just makes sense. Like yeah. Uh, but maybe maybe there is some other mode that has, you know, maybe maybe the secondary mode is the one you want. I don't know. Because they, yeah, they are definitely advertising this as the mode. Like this is the one, so um, it's the one that's advertised on the on the story page as being uh, the the main mode. So it's a bummer. It's a bummer. I was super bummed. It's a out. huge bummer. Yeah, me too. That's bullshit. <laughs> I feel cheated. Those bastards lied to me. Yeah. Yeah, when you figure out it's an over like straight up Overwatch dude, like you can you can switch your you can switch your character at any point and you you'll see the Overwatch analogs. You like every Overwatch, not everyone, but like the core Overwatch cast is represented here like entirely. Um it's it's pretty funny, but crazy. That's obnoxious as hell, man. So Yeah, so that's Exo Primal. That's obnoxious as hell. <laughs> I'm like really upset to hear that. Oh well, like ah, <laughs> oh, damn it. I mean, what are you gonna do? <laughs> what the fuck are you gonna do? I guess. Um, let's hear about a good game. How was Steam World Dig Two? Because you finished that, right? <laughs> Finish it. Great game. You should play it. It's probably there's a Steam sale going on right now. It's probably like five bucks in the sale. I don't I'm know. I'm not gonna have time to play it. I wish I did, but I'm not gonna have time to play it. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe I, I might just pick it up. So when I do have time, I just fall into it. I still haven't beaten the first Steam World though. Uh, neither have I. I've never played any of the other ones, so it's not like this one kind of is standalone. So that's good. Oh, it's yeah, it's five dollars right now. So yeah, great game. So I uh, tried to one hundred percent it, and I kind of I I got all the artifacts basically, and it was good enough. So very good, good game, very good game. That's good. I have to pick it up, try it. I'm still playing. Um, I started. I picked up Wolken Wilson, Wars of the Wars of Mayhem. Okay. It's not bad. I got it for like ten dollars. I think it's worth ten bucks. Um, it's an ARPG that got crowdfunded years ago, like many years ago. But its original name was uh, Umbra, which looked incredible. So I was like, I was excited for this to come out. And then the chain, the plan for Umbra got scrapped, and it became this, which honestly, it's not bad. A little generic compared to like what we were promised with Umbra, but. <laughs> It's not bad. It's not a bad time. Um, it's got a pretty interesting progression system because the game doesn't have uh, classes, right? It has a skill tree 
where you can improve your stats, go in a specific direction, or skill trees for things like agility, for uh, attacking, for spell casting. And what's cool with the uh, resources is that it's not like a bar that fills up. So it's a single bar with two sides to it. And as you use magic, you drain the wisdom bar. But as you drain the wisdom bar, it builds up into the rage bar. And that's what you use for like a lot of physical attack abilities. So things like your melee class would use their rage to cast their abilities or the... Um, um, some of the range classes will use uh, rage to, you know, throw weapons around or to pull out a machine gun and just start firing at people, put down a turret. So there's this there's this really cool like tug and tug of war here. Uh, so I learned like playing like a ranged spellcaster is the best option because you could use your magic spells to drain that wisdom bar because that fills up automatically over time. And as you drain that wisdom bar, it fills up the rage bar. So then you use your rage skills, and as you drain that rage, it fills the wisdom bar back up again. So that's something I'm having some fun playing around with. Um, the actual skills, though, are randomly generated. So as you play through the game, you can do some quests and unlock these skills. But you have to physically like equip them to your character. You have a certain amount of slots to equip these skills to. And those skills level up independently. So as you use it, you level it up. You can apply points to it to change how it works. So there's some there's some cool shit here for how you want to play the game out. And the only requirement for the skills, there's no like class requirement, level requirement. The only requirement is the weapon you're carrying. So the skill will tell you, oh, you need a melee weapon, you need a range weapon, you need a staff or a casting or a casting item. So there's there's some customization how you want to build your character out. And because it's so free and open, if you invest in, two, in one spot, you can just reset it really easily, reinvest your points. It's pretty cool the way it's set up, and I, I, I like it a lot. Um, it's not going to do it. It's not doing anything too new to set the world on fire. Um, I think Path of Exile might do the same idea better, but it's not bad with how it how it's played out. I liked it so far. I tried playing this when they added controller support like sometime last year and it just performed like dog shit dude it was just unbelievable yeah. so <laughs> i don't know i yeah, I, would, I would love to get into this because <laughs> as a path of exile alternative even though like i loaded up path of exile recently like a couple of days ago and yeah. i just fell in love with it again <laughs> I was yeah. Like, yeah there's nothing out yeah like nothing comes close man it's like yeah. Um. So I don't know. Path of Exile was like. It, it's it's still the test of time. Like it's, it, it like Path of Exile isn't immediate. It wasn't immediate. Like it, it took me a while for it to. Well, it took a while for it to get there for me, just in terms of like controller support, basically. But like performance and everything, just fine tuning everything over over time. Like it took a while to get there, and now like it's like there for me. Um. Uh, and that's cool because like because this game is is pretty fun and like that's what i like about it is that it is a fun game at its core it's a little people have said there's like a bunch of jank with it i haven't experienced any jank really um that's not true i'm playing two characters right now i'm playing uh a more melee focused character which i'll probably scrap because focusing on melee is kind of silly in this game when it gives you such an easy way to multi-class yeah that's always my problem with like 
with uh, a lot of games let you multi-class because if you invest points and in, like i always wanted to do like a spell casting like soldier type character right you know somebody who does like melee attack five. I didn't give it a five. <laughs> I didn't give this a five. I mean, it's not a great game, I'll argue. Um, but when there's, you can select uh, two different types of characters, right? You could do an online campaign that lets you hook up other other players, or an offline campaign if you want to play by yourself. And I noticed the online campaign, even though I'm playing solo, I noticed there's some lag playing on it. If I play, if I'm paying attention, there's some lag. Like I'll attack, and enemies will react like a little half a second after the attack hits sometimes so that's something that, that can be pretty obnoxious i don't notice that at all when i play offline the problem is that those modes are tied to that character so i can't just like take that same character offline like it's either an online character or an offline character there's no like switching back and forth for that character but it's not bad i mean it's a pretty decent game it's not going to do any it doesn't do anything new especially with diablo 4 coming out like i doubt this is going to like set the world on fire right now but for ten dollars, it's not bad. It's not bad. Except, I'm still playing they're, it. They're still working on this, though, right? That's the thing. It's like it's like not, it's, it's like, done. It's done. I mean, it's just, it's a full release. Yeah, it's a one point something. I think is the release for this. They okay. might release some stuff later. I don't know, but it's not in early access just, anymore. They just came out with like that controller support. That's why I looked at it the last time. Right. So they might still update it, but. I want to press this is no longer an early access. So, okay. you know, don't pick this game up thinking like, oh, they'll add more to it because the game's, for lack of a better term, for, you know, word of the law, the game is done. You know, it's that's its full release right now. If they want to add more stuff to it later, update it later, that's on them. That's cool to do. But the game is technically finished. <laughs> so, you know, answer at your own peril here. If that's something that you're cool with, you know, if you like this, the, the, the condition the game's in right now, then go ahead and check it out. But, again, the game is done, so. Yeah, because that was the other thing with, like, um, Last Epoch, when I checked that out. They had put out a significant update, and I was like, oh, maybe it's maybe it's where it needs to be. But, no, <clears> still, it's not. That's why I keep yeah, so that was... the Path of Exile, because... <laughs> like it's like very polished now you know so like I, I feel like these games need time to mature almost I might check out Path of Exile again because I liked what I played with you but I, I literally haven't played it since the last time we played together it's incredible but it was dope yeah it was dope I was having fun with it I was already seeing the potential I was like fuck the skill tree is like huge um the way I was just, just the way the game let me like allocate my skills and abilities because you allocate abilities to like your weapon, right? If I remember correctly, so like no, you allocate abilities to your everything. Everything has slots, and then you put abilities in those slots, and then those slots can be linked, and they're different colors. So yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like this weird like thing that's like it really breeds like self-expression, which is what I like about it. Like it lets you like build out how you want to build out. Yeah. And I like games that let you do that and don't punish you for like spreading yourself too thin. Because my problem with a lot of games, like Grim Dawn included, which is an incredible game, uh, Grim Dawn lets you multi class. It's a bit more limited though, because you have two classes to pick from, right? And on top of that, you have the the fucking constellation system, which is like a whole other thing. But we'll, that's I don't want to kind of talk about that. Um, the problem is though that a lot of skills don't like jive very well. So like for example, my like. 
I want to play like a spell slinging like warrior character, you know, someone who like uses swords and shields or something and casts spells on top of that. You know, but the problem is if you do that, then you're not going to have uh, the resources to spat cast spells effectively. And you're better off just picking one or the other or picking another class that like jives with what you're doing. And this game doesn't have that problem because it's just attack. You know, you can put points into spell damage on your skill tree, but you're not like losing anything by like spreading yourself around with those two classes. Yeah. So... I, that, that that build is more viable in this game than it would have been like Grim Dawn or something. Yeah. So that that's what I like about this is that it lets you do that. I don't know how much depth it's going to have like in the actual end game. Cause that's where these games matter, right? It's the end game when it starts pushing you up against like actual difficult enemies and yeah. actual challenges. That's when like you really get to see like how good that that is, the the game is. I, I typically never make it that far <laughs> in these games. So. <laughs> Even Path of Exile, because every time a season starts, you gotta like start a new character. So yeah, I've just now, but now I've been working on the same character. I've not reset. I'm I'm on the old content still, just just playing whenever I can. Yeah. So yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll load this up again because I have this game. It's just it ran like shit, so I didn't play it. <laughs> I was like like three and a half minutes in. I was like, this is not running good. So it runs fine for me. Oh, excuse me, it runs fine for me. So like I said everything to like ultra low and it just was not it was not doing it. Yeah, it's running fine for me and like my graphical stuff is set to like high right now. Huh. I have to check it again. Maybe they fixed it. Um yeah, um, I've also been playing Xenoblade Chronicles 3, which is still, like, incredible. Um, I have a problem, though, because, like, I like to... For games I really like, I have this problem of, like, doing all the side content before I finish it. And Xenoblade 3 has a lot of side content. <laughs> it's a lot of content. Yeah. So going through that, I'm, like, a, I'm like in the last couple of chapters of the game, but I'm scared to finish it because of how much I like the game. Um... Even though there's a new game plus and there's like DLCs that I could buy, I'm like scared to finish it. So I'm just doing all the side content right now. I'm like 120 something hours into it. <laughs> and I'm still having fun. I play a couple hours, every, maybe an hour or two every other night or something while the baby's sleeping. Just knock out some side quests, build up, level up my characters a bit more. I told you, right? The game has like multi classing. So. <laughs> Yeah. It's like a job system, like like the Bravely games. So you can pick a class for each character, and then each of those classes have some abilities that carry over, so you can choose abilities from other classes to kind of maximize your... Uh, to synergize better with your the class you're playing. There's a lot of cool shit here. There's a class that's fucking incredible, because like all of its abilities and skills are you you unlock them so it, it starts out with the least amount of abilities and skills to choose from and it's the only class that can't like take abilities from other classes but the gimmick for this one is that you unlock more abilities and skills and arts by defeating unique monsters so those boss monsters that named monsters you find them overworld if you kill them you can unlock skills and arts based on those monsters so it's got like the most arts and skills available. You can build out that that if you get a character with that class, you can build it out to be like a dodge tank, a block tank, 
um, a DPS with a low um, aggro or an aggressive healer. You can do whatever you want with it if you get the right skills and arts to back it up. And it's that's going to take me like the longest to do because of how much stuff there is to find with it. I don't know if I'm going to do that in this playthrough, but the game does a good job of like, okay, here's here's the tools available. Build what you want with it. Like, it's really good at doing that. I always like that. Yeah, I think my favorite cool. game that did that was Final Fantasy 12, 12, 12, where it had like the grid and you can kind of just distribute whatever you wanted. So this is similar to that, but it's a job system. So there's not like a grid you're allocating points to. It's a job that you select. It's, uh-huh. That's why I like to compare it to Bravely Default or Bravely Second, because you pick a job. The job levels up independently from your character's level. And when you max out that level, you can carry over some of those abilities and skills, passives that that job has to another job that you select. And you can kind of mix and match that. So there's like... Um, Oh, God, I don't want to get too deep into it because it's, it's pretty complex to explain it. But there's arts, right? Your active abilities, uh, stuff like backslash, um, side break. You know, if you played Steel Blade before, you know what I'm talking about. Those are the abilities you're actually like, those are what's filling up as you're actively using. Side break. Now, sure. Point is that uh, <laughs> the game also has what's called uh, fusion arts. So when you. So your main arts are assigned to the face buttons, okay? So let's look at an Xbox controller, YXA. That's your, those are your main arts. Those fill up on a bar as you auto attack, and you can use those arts like heal, attack, or pull aggro, drop aggro, change your stance, stuff like that. Those are your active skills. You got three of them. Now on the D-pad, up, right, and down, you have your fusion arts. Those are arts you pull from other classes, so, for example, let's say you have, like, an attacking class. You know, to your face buttons, you might have the, the attacks for that class. You know, a, a side attack that does more damage from the side. A backslash does more damage from behind. And maybe an attack that, like, does more damage if you cancel into it. On your D-pad, you have those fusion arts you can assign to. And you pull from other classes. So let's say you have one that, like, lowers your aggro. One that uh, does more damage if you're attacking an enemy from up front again. So you have an extra attack to play with. And another one that, like, drops a, uh, a healing ring around you, let's say. Now, those are acted independently, so you could use those. So you have six abilities to choose from. But if both abilities are, the, the cooldown on them is completely finished, you can do what's called a fusion art, where you can do them at the same time. So let's say that up D- on the D-pad and Y button, if those are both filled, you can do them at the same time. You'll do your Y attack, which will get the effects of the up on the D button fusion art, too. <laughs> so there's there's incentive there to, like, let those fill up because then you're firing off and it, more attacks or more abilities more quickly. It's kind of hard to explain, but there's a benefit to doing that because it fills up other bars more quickly. Um, this game loves its fucking bars, dude. There's a bar for, like, everything. <laughs> But it's it's fucking addicting when you fire it off. It's like oh, fusion art mastered in a bonus to um, bonus to Ouroboros bar, and I'm like ooh, that feels good. That's like dopamine right into my fucking brain, dude. It's really <laughs> really addicting. And going through the the characters and picking the arts that jive with each other, it's ooh, <laughs> it's fucking addicting, dude. It's so good. I did. I, I started this game. I did end up starting this. 
and just doing yeah. like the intro. Yeah, I did the intro until you get like, um, until it just lets you wander around the open area. And I just saved yeah. it and then quit. Um, so that's so. that's another thing that and it's something monolith. There's a problem with monolith, dude. Like they take forever to get to the fucking point. Yeah, and you spend like hours unlocking stuff. I'll um, play a couple more hours when you unlock the multi-classing. Oof, <laughs> the game changes, dude. It's a totally different game. It's a totally different game, and that's what makes the game like incredible, man. It's it's so good. I'm still playing it. Um, I'm playing this so much. I want to get into because I own all the Xenoblade games except for X. But I'm looking online right now, and that game's fucking expensive for some goddamn reason. So I'm probably never gonna play it. Don't worry, it's um, garbage anyway. It's trash. Do you still have it on the PU? Yeah. Well, I got a digital. Fuck. <laughs> I would have I would have bought it off of you if you like had a physical. Because <laughs> I'm looking online, dude, and it's still like seventy dollars, eighty dollars for like a, a used copy. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. That's garbage, like, dude. It looks good. Like it looks good. I was reading some reviews on it. People were saying it's not as bad as everyone made it sound made it seem to be. It's not bad. Um, it's just it's frustrating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what you're telling me. But I don't care. I want to try to try it, but I, I fucking can't because like the Wii yeah. U sold like shit, so that game sold like shit. So if I want to buy play it now in the year of our Lord 2023, I gotta shell out like eighty dollars for a fucking used copy yeah, emulator. I might just do that, honestly. Works very also, well. Also, it's the only it's also the only Xenoblade game that runs at sixty FPS. So like, oh, really? I want to try it just for that novelty alone. Yeah. So I'm gonna try it for that novelty alone, but yeah. If anyone has a copy of Zelda Blade Chronicles X that they want to get rid of, like I'll buy it off of you. Like, you know, give me a fair price for it, and I'll buy it off of you. <laughs> I'm putting that out there right now. I guess I can get it digital before the Wii U store closes, but it's still like sixty dollars. I don't want to drop sixty bones on that. Like, it's like how old is that game now? Like six, seven years old. <laughs> That's crazy. If it's still sixty, like. Well, it's on it's on the digital store. That's why, like, yeah. But that's I mean, how do they get away with that? I don't know, man. They're Nintendo. Um, you want to talk about the Last of Us real quick? Yeah. So, what's your opinion on the last episode? Because you were you were like that. Do you said that that like did a total one eighty on the show for you? Like, I want to hear your opinion first. I'll go into my opinion after. The main. Uh, two issues. I have two issues with okay the way this show played out because it okay. started very. It started very nice. It started very well, very exciting. I was like, oh yeah, this is great. But then I don't know. I, it turned when I found out that there was only nine episodes. I was like, oh, you guys are, you guys are tripping. Uh, it just felt rushed, man. It felt like it was super rushed. Yeah, that's the I had thing, the same opinion. The thing I like about when you do a TV show is that you don't have to adhere to this strict runtime of like something like a movie, where it's like you get maybe like three hours max in a movie to like tell your story. In a TV show, you get as long as you want. So I don't understand why they felt the need to cram the entirety of that first game into nine it was nine episodes right yeah yeah and it's here's the here's my complaint with it i think we we had the same opinion here and it's a good job hitting those story beats in the sense that like they happen 
and a lot of them happen how you expect it to happen in the game. The changes they make are some changes for the better. But I will argue the thing that like suffers the most actually is, and this is ironic because you got more time with the show to do this, is the relationship between Joel and Ellie. Yeah. Because in the game, like you have that downtime between those set pieces, right? Where you're actually playing the game. You see them joking around with each other. You see them warming up to each other. You don't get that here. You know, you don't yeah. have that time between episodes to see them develop. And it's almost like, you know, they go from, like, being okay with each other to, like, Joel looking at her like a daughter, literally in, like, one episode. And yeah. people argue, like, well, if you paid attention, like, that happened on the, the camp thing with uh, Joel realized how much he meant to Ellie. Yeah, but he's still ready to ditch her, though. And he went the next episode, you know, spoilers, you know, he gets stabbed and you see the whole left behind stuff for Ali, you know, with that, like, with that religious cult that's eating people. And then he goes to calling her baby girl, like, after he saves her. Like, so it's, it feels like that traumatic experience is what he took to consider her, like, a daughter sur surrogate. And the next episode, he's, like, all over her. Actually, you should play guitar. You think you like that? Tell me some jokes, Ellie. Like, <laughs> it's it's almost a whiplash to see it happen. And, you know, she's still upset because, like, you know, she went through some shit, so she's, like, not ready to open up or start talking quite yet. But, and then when you get to that last episode, he's already ready to, like, just kill people for her. You know, kill people that were supposed to be his friends and partners. And... It seems weird, like almost unbelievable that he would stoop to that level because of how fast their relationship development had to But had not, to be not only that, not only that in the show, it was a lot more ambiguous as to um, there was like no question whether the, sur the surgery would work or not. There was like no yeah. question. It was just... Uh, I guess they were just the audience is, is supposed to take that. Oh, it's a hundred percent. Like, yeah, we we kill Ellie, and we get a cure. Yeah, but they made no mention of like the past failures and shit like that. I don't know. It was it was like, and then the whole scene where they like added fucking her mom. I was like, so is... here's my beef with that. Like, I thought it was fucking cool at first, until I realized Marlene was there to see her born. And she's playing this card like, I was there to watch her. I was there when she was born. I made a promise to her mom to keep her safe. Why the fuck you dump her with Fedra then? Because that's where she was. Like, she was with Fedra yeah. until, like, you realized she was immune. And then you cared about her. Like, it makes you seem shittier. Like, um, it almost makes so, you look like a worse person. <laughs> because you like, noticed that she was born. It's like the way they made the show, you might as well. It's like they just took the... Um, a super cut. It's like you go on YouTube and you watch a cutscenes only version of like the full gameplay. Yeah, and it's yeah. like they basically did that. I'm like, this is not. You're missing the shit that's like in between this that makes everything matter. Uh, so it's yeah. I was like, it was it was. I don't know. I thought it was fucking shitty that I just had no connection to the main characters. Whereas, like, Bill and F What's a Frank, I was like, oh, I have so much more connection than these guys in one episode than I did the entire season for, like, Ellie and Joel. 
I agree. <laughs> and it's, it's a huge bummer because, like, ironically, it comes from the fact there wasn't enough time to, like, show off their relationship. Um, I mean, sure, you see them, like, struggle. You see them, like, sort of care about each other. But the change is more drastic and less gradual than it is in the game. And a part of it does come because the fact the game is a game. So you see that stuff in the gameplay. You know, literally, like, when you give Ellie a gun... She, you see her like helping you out, and if you notice throughout the game, she gets more and more useful. She's taking out more and more guys more efficiently as you play through the game. So you're starting to develop this relationship with her, not just as like the, not just as the character, but also as the player. And I feel like the show didn't have a chance to to to, to show off that gradual shift where you get to see their relationship with each other. Um, it hits all the story beats just fine, and I think a lot of stuff it changes this for the better. Um, but it fumbles the relationship between the two of them because it has to, ironically, has to adhere to, like, the time frame they set for themselves. I think if it was one episode longer, maybe, you know... No, what I, what I expected... Well, here's what I expected, was each each season in the game should have been a season of the show, basically, is what I expected. Yeah. And then... They could kind of invent their, not invent, like make shit up, but just spend a bit more time in, in each season instead of doing this three months later, four months later, like this flash forward shit is like so, it's so cheap. It's so cheap. It's just a bad way yeah. to tell a story. These yeah, I agree. Like... I agree. I think like they did a they did a decent job showing off the relationship. I'm sure if you never played the game, you probably wouldn't have an issue with it. But seeing like how fast our relationship like developed, like well, I've I've friends who played. Okay, so the okay, so the other the other problem is that where the fucking infected at man? There were like three infected in the whole fucking shit series. <laughs> <laughs> like three infected and people so I had friends who like didn't play the game they were just watching the show and they don't even realize that it's still a threat out there because fucking these guys walked across the entire country and ran into like three infected so I that, that shit was ridiculous to me I was like are you kidding there's like not even like the final battle there's like not even a final battle of some um, some infected here uh, yeah, dude, even made... the last episode before that with the with the cult, like in the game, like she fights off like a bunch of infected with them. Yeah, yeah. She and... like teams up with each other and that's how like she they, they gain her trust is they they fight with each other. To, yeah, to and then they realize like, slippers. oh you yeah, and then they realize like, oh, you're the you and your dad like killed our guys. And that's when shit pops off. Because you actually have to believe that, hey, maybe like they can join this community and they can have some like friends now to help them out. Like you, you start to believe it with them because you fought alongside them and it's like, Oh no, we're assholes too. Like, and that wasn't there. And I felt like it was weaker for that. Um, yeah, it's, it's such a, there's a, a lot of missed opportunity here and there's a lot of things I like that They changed like the stuff with the, with the uh, bill and Frank fucking incredible. It was incredible. It was great. And some people shit on it. They're like, Oh, it's just filler. Like, yeah, if you're a fucking idiot, maybe it's filler, but it's also theming, you stupid fuck, because yeah, it goes to show you then, that... In, in hindsight, yeah. like, once you get to the end, you're like, now I'm upset that they dedicated a whole episode to that, and <laughs> they, we didn't get a good payoff 
uh like, i feel like it was a waste of episode in hindsight like as it was happening i was in like this is great yeah in hindsight but, yeah but if we had like the other episodes we wanted to build a relationship with joel and ellie that yeah. episode reinforced the fact that like you need love in this world like you need to love somebody or someone love you or something to care about instead of just surviving and the, that episode like reinforces that theme which is the whole fucking theme of the show you know that we do crazy things for love and we we are as as social creatures we need like that connection with people that episode reinforces that and if the rest of the show had been you know as incredible as that episode and build up on that theme a little bit more and you got to see that relationship with joel and ellie i feel like everybody got to show off their 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 relationship to each other except for joel and ellie like yeah because then you have the next episode with uh what's his name and his brother like henry and that's like an exact that's a mirror to like joel and ellie's relationship and that's another that's another example of like you know what these connections can do for you but at the same time you know he's being hunted down by that new character you know the the leader of that resistance whose brother she whose brother he killed who puts like all of her like people in danger to settle the score because he killed someone she loved so there's this theme of like love and connection relationships and how good they can be, but also they can cloud your judgment, which, which would have been great to see that develop more, especially with the last episode. But because the relationship with Joel and Ellie seems rushed and in hindsight, you're right. A lot of that stuff feels like filler and it's a huge bummer. This could have been like perfect. I think if they have like maybe two more episodes, I wouldn't be as salty about it. I would have loved your idea to have like each season of the show be a season of uh, from an actual like in-game season from the game, but you know if they couldn't yeah. do that, at least like maybe two more episodes I think could have fleshed out that relationship a bit more with the two of them. But yeah, I just, I figure that they would milk this for everything it's worth. I mean, if you did like several seasons for the first game, it would be a way more profitable or at least it would get people's attention a lot quicker if you just one one season and that's the entire first that means there's only going to be like one season for the second part yeah i agree and that's something that kind of bums me out and i did like what i was watching so far because i, I legit thought like oh we're gonna have like maybe two more episodes with joel and ellie and then like the finale but or no, I it was like, like the next episode after that <clears throat> what i what i expected is okay so because shit happens in between the shit happens in between like the first game and the second game where it's like Joel teaching Ellie or like you know like the museum and shit or like shit like that I'm expect yeah. I, what I was expecting was them to just fill that stuff in as it just just do one the last of us show and then season by season they'll just fill stuff in as it progressed so you would get that story they wouldn't necessarily be like here's part 1 here's part 2 it'd be like hey here's the part where we go to the museum here's the part where we teach her how to swim she not she didn't swim not one second in that fucking entirety of that season did yeah. she swim at all i was like i was There's like she's a, supposed the to part where the hotel was like flooded yeah and she was like i can't swim and like that's it it never becomes like a thing he never has to like pull like a makeshift like raft for her to carry her across the you know, I would yeah. love to see more of that because you get to her see not like again, that... swim is a huge point yeah. of the thing, and her, him teaching her is like I I don't like how do you miss this? <laughs> yeah, like yeah. There, there's a lot that they could have done differently, and again, a lot of what they do is really good. I like some of the changes they made. 
Um, I like that, uh, what's his name, Henry's brother was, like, deaf, because then, like, oh, there's, like, more, on top of being, like, a small child, he also has a disability he has to, like, take care of. And, again, I love, like, Bill and Frank's relationship. Um, I liked it more than what Ellie and Joel were doing. And it's a huge bummer to see, like, the main focus of the, what should have been the main focus of the show kind of get sidelined a little bit. And a lot of people are going to complain, like, oh, it's because they had an agenda, they're blah, 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 because they showed that they dedicated a whole episode to this LGBT couple. Well, no, it's because, like, they don't know how to fucking manage their time. Like, that episode would have been great if they had, like, another episode or two more episodes in that season. But nine episodes for the season? Like, get the fuck out of here, man. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, I don't know who I don't know who signed off on that or whose idea that was, but they they fucked up. They fucked yeah. up. So that's yeah, a huge that, bummer. Like, that, that was my main issue with it. I was like, that's it. That's you're just going to do like you're going to do a cliff notes version of this whole thing and then expect me to have any feeling for these characters. Uh, so when that finale, when that the final scene hit, I had no, I had no feeling at all. I was just like, okay, I guess that's it. <laughs> like I had no, no feeling at all. So yeah, I was just kind of like whatever with it too, and it's such a bummer because like, <clears throat> and I know people can complain because like they took attention away from them. Well, not just that, but like this would have been a, this, uh, this still would have been a problem. With the episode count that they had, they needed, like, more time between those episodes to, like, really show them off. I think if every episode was at least an hour long, maybe, and they had ten episodes instead of nine, I think it would have been perfect. But, <clears throat> I don't know. We'll never know now. We'll never know now. Ah, oh, such wasted potential, dude. <laughs> such wasted potential. Yeah. yeah. This could have been incredible. Oh, well. Um... But yeah, that's that's it. We're not a Last of Us podcast, you know. We're never gonna be. We we just had to talk about it because we both had like huge opinions in the last episode and the season as a whole. Um, excuse me. Let's get into the news now, man. <laughs> uh, PlayStation Plus updated their games catalog lineup for March, so available Tuesday, March twenty first for PlayStation Plus Extra and Premium. We're getting a bunch of great games. Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection, which, again, should have been there day one, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be available. Uh, Chia, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Extraction, Ghostwire Tokyo, Life is Strange True Colors, Immortals Phoenix Rising, Life is Strange 2, DBZ Kakarot, which is cool to see, um, Street Fighter V Champion Edition, which, again, should have been there day one, considering, like, Sony kind of foot the bill to make that game happen, but whatever. Um... Untitled Goose Game, Final Fantasy Type Zero HD, another like PlayStation exclusive that should have been there day one. Uh, Rage Two, Type Zero, yeah, it's fantastic. I gotta the play only, it. Like M rated, well, I guess it was the only M rated. I think Seven is M now, but uh, FF Seven is T, isn't it? Hold on, might still be the only M rated. Final Fantasy game. Yeah, uh, the new one's supposed to be M-rated, but... Oh. Yeah, 15 is going to be M-rated, apparently. <laughs> um, but yeah, Type-0 is the only... It was, at least till 15 comes out, the only M-rated Final Fantasy game. And I've, I've heard good things about it, actually. I heard, I heard like, the, the M-rating does a lot for the setting. Yeah. So that might be worth checking out. 
But honestly, you could probably buy that game for like what ten dollars now. But whatever. Um, yeah, Rage Two, uh, Neo: The World Ends with You, and Haven. And for PlayStation Classics, you got Ridge Racer Type Four for PS One, Ape Academy Two for PSP, and Siphon Filter Dark Mirror for PSP. Ridge so, Racer. <laughs> I fucking knew you were gonna do that. How did I know you're gonna do that? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so there you go. There's some games to check out if you have that uh, subscription. But honestly, it's still not enough to like <laughs> make it worth it for me. They're doing, they're doing good. They're getting a foot in the right direction, but a lot of this stuff should have been there from the beginning. Um, what else? Oh, we also got uh, some new, some quickie news. The System Shock remake is releasing on PC May 30th of this year. <laughs> Damn it, dude. I forgot this was happening, if I'm being honest with you. <laughs> Great, dude. The, um, there's a demo up now. You can play the demo. Great. It's great. I've never played the original, so I'm looking forward to going into this with a with a fresh mind, with fresh eyes. I never played the original either, but this looks pretty cool. There are great things about this. Yeah, Sam. They're working on this for a while, right? Like this was Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It was like a huge pause on it for like Almost half a decade, I think. They've just paused development on it because that other shit we're working the, on. The original immersive sim. It's like this and like Deus Ex are like yeah. the originals. I tried playing this because I own it and it's a very, very old game. <laughs> it's a very yeah. old game. I so kind of hard to original. get into. Yeah. yeah. Or they did like a, they did a remaster or some shit. They did like a re-release. It had like a small little facelift, but this one's like a complete, complete overhaul. Yeah, so I might check that out. You know, it looks good. Like what they complain about, so I might check it out. But we'll see how I feel. Um, <clears throat> what else we got? There's some trailers and videos. Hyperlight Breaker got its first official gameplay trailer. Yes, dude. And it's supposed oh to go to early God. access 2023. This looks it pretty looks dope, dude. This looks dope, dude. dude. Like this is this is it, dude. Like when this comes out, you're probably never gonna see me again. Uh, so if like the original Hyperlight Breaker or Hyperlight Drifter was like a Zelda, maybe like a Link to the Past mixed with a little Souls, this is like Breath of the Wild Souls, man. With uh, it's co-op. like I would argue it's Breath of the Wild near Automata. That's what I would argue. Okay, okay, yeah. But With like, co-op. it's difficult though. That's the thing. Like, it's it's gonna be difficult. It's gonna oh, have yeah? the difficulty you want. Yeah. So, that's what. Yeah. God, this. Looks I might good. check it out because the the combat is what I'm like excited for because it's got a very like. You know, it's got, it's got like that platinum style combat. When I say that, you know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah. You know what this looks like? This looks like what um. Biomutant, like should have been. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, this looks this looks like fun. Yeah, I want to play this. This looks really fucking good. Oh, I never I beat this. the first Hyperlight Drifter, and that sucks. Is like I own it. Neither have I. I've never beaten it. It's difficult. <laughs> but uh, this looks. I I don't know. I don't know how they're pulling this off, man. But they're doing it. But that hyperlight drifter money, like they've sure they got the money to like get this together. <laughs> I guess so. 
Oh, this looks good. I, I'm going to pick this up. It's going to go early access uh, sometime this year, so... I will have a very close eye on this game. Uh, Redfall, <clears throat> you got its official story trailer. That's the drop May 2nd. This is a game I'm excited for, too. Yeah, the more After the, the recent the recent showings of this, I've come around on it. So I, know, I was kind of down on it before. It was like, what? why do we even need this? But now that they've shown more and more of this, I'm like, okay, this looks pretty fucking dope. Yeah, and I want to check this out. Um, it's going to be on Game Pass, so there's no reason not to try it, at least. Yeah. Damn it. I got like something in my throat I can't get out. I know, this looks really good. I can't wait to try this. Uh, the story trailer just set up like more of the story here, some of the mysteries of Redfall you can uncover. But yeah, this looks, this looks cool, dude. <laughs> I really want to pick this up. Uh, we also got to look at... Dr. Fetus' Mean Meat Machine. Fucking fantastic name. I love <laughs> this name. It's uh, it's really funny. It's an obvious parody of uh, Dr. Eggman's Mean Bean Machine. Those of you who don't know, this is a Mash 4 puzzle game from the, uh, the Super Meat Boy guys. Actually, I don't know if Edmund McMullen is like working on this, but it's in that same universe. Yeah. But what's crazy is that having that universe, you got the Super Meat Boy twist... So the puzzle blocks are like physical characters you got to bring down to like match them up. But there's like obstacles like buzz saws and what look like enemy NPCs like they're to fuck with you as you're dropping yeah. these puzzle blocks. So this could be a really interesting like little like twist on that genre. Um, I don't know. I know one's thought of this before because this seems like so obvious to do. And yeah, I'll probably like, pick this up, dude. It looks dope. <laughs> like watching the gameplay, it's hard to even tell what. <laughs> Like how this plays, it's almost like that uh, that Shovel Knight puzzle game. Where it's yeah. Like you look at it and you're like, I can't even tell what the, the puzzle game is here, but it looks dope. Very yeah. Creative. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like what I'm looking at here, and I I want to check this out. Honestly, anything that like the Team Meat guys pull up, put out, I'm like, let's let's see it, dude. I'm down. Oh, uh, we also got Amnesia: The Bunker. Do we care about this? Because um, uh, I mean, I get how important Amnesia is, but it hasn't really been relevant since, like, the first game, right? I guess. People seem excited about it, but, you know, this is just, like, a little teaser, so it's not, they're not saying much here. A lot of people are, like, disappointed with their last game, right? Machine for Pigs, wasn't that, like, a huge letdown? Oh, was it? I mean, I guess it was, but... They do, like... I never played it, because I'm not a fan of those, like those hide-and-seek style, like, horror games. That's not my cup of tea. Yeah. Um, That's when you do have weapons and shit, so... Yeah. Oh, this one has weapons? Okay, I might check it out, then. Um, I say that, people are like, oh, what's wrong? You don't have the attention span to, like, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, no, it's because, like, hiding, like, sucks. Like, (laughs) are we surprised here? Like, it's not fun to do. And, like, I'm sorry if you want to pretend that, like, you're a, a better uh, intellectual because you find excitement in hiding from threats, which, by the way, is the same recycled animation every time you hide. There's like a crapshoot where they might find you or not. Like, yeah, if you find that fun, and then when you die, you just start back in the room where you died in, <laughs> so you can do it all over again. Like, yeah, if you find fun in that, good for you. But 
That's not that's not my thing. Um, yeah. Where was I going with this? Right. <laughs> um, you can play a good horror game like Resident Evil Two Remake, and then we'll talk. Um, but yeah, there's uh, there's actual gunplay in this. There's another aspect of the survival you have to worry about, like resource management, like proper resource management, not just like finding keys for doors. Then yeah, I might be able to have some fun with this, but we'll see. In a game, in a, in a move nobody thought was coming out, like Toxic Crusaders is getting a game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they must have seen that Shredder's Revenge and was like, "Yo, got this." But here's the IP. thing, though. Here's the thing, though. Toxic Crusaders is never like a big IP, like. Yeah. So it's based on the Toxic Avengers movies, which are like really campy, hard, R-rated, like, schlock movies. <laughs> and then the excitement from that turned into, like, an animated series that lasted, like, a season. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think there was ever, like, any real excitement for it. I think Angry Video Game Nerd, like, reviewed some of the games that came out, but they're not, like, well-known games. Like, Toxic Crusaders aren't exactly, like, a well-known franchise. It's not the same thing as, like, TMNT or, like, I'd be less surprised if the Street Sharks game got announced. <laughs> That'd <laughs> like be that's how awesome. underground. Yeah, that's how underground Toxic Crusaders is. So I see this happening. I'm like, okay, yeah, this that's interesting. They should have gone the opposite direction. Made a Toxic Avengers like or Toxic Avenger game, and just made it like a hard M-rated, bloody, disgusting like beat 'em up. I think that yeah. would be cool, but. I mean, whatever. We'll see when this comes out. It could be good. Like, it doesn't look bad. It looks like fun. We should get a new, like, third-person beat-em-up. Remember those shits? Remember, like, uh, Fighting God Force? Hand? God Hand? Oh. I, I was thinking, like, older. Like, uh, like Fighting Force. Like, Fighting Force, uh, Mortal Kombat, Shaolin Monks, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Where it's, like, just real, just shitty. <laughs> Well, Shaolin Monks was, like, unironically, like, really, really good. Like, I remember, like, actually liking that. I don't know if I played that one. It's fucking incredible. <laughs> it's, like, way better than it has any right to be. <laughs> I thought it was going to be dog shit until, like, a cousin of mine owned it. And I played it at his place, and I was like, dude, this game is fucking great. Like, this is an incredible game. Um, I don't think there are many, like, 3D beat-em-ups out there, are there? Like... Not many. There's not many. That's why I'm like... Oh, the Die Hard Arcade game. Ooh, that's a good one. What? The Die Hard Arcade game? You never... So it came out in Japan as, Dyna... as Die Hard Arcade, but we got it here in the U.S. as Dynamite Cop. You ever heard of Dynamite Cop? No. Ooh, dude. Buckle up. Hold on. Check this out. I played this shit on the Dreamcast. This game was fucking incredible. At least to me it was. Like, I haven't played it since I was like... Maybe 11, 12. Let me check this out. Let me put it in the, uh, the stream chat here. See, Clay gets it. Dynamite Arcade was awesome. So here's Dynamite Cop, dude. Check it out. I've never seen this. Really? And I, 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 lo- I love the Dreamcast. I think it's one of the better, like, Dreamcast games. Um, 
Also, Zombie Revenge is another one that's like also a Dreamcast like beat 'em up that's like really fucking good that nobody talks about anymore. This almost looks like a mix of Power Stone and uh, <laughs> like Power Stone Adventure. And Sega, dude. That's why, like, I used to, like, Sega Sega needs to make a comeback in terms of, like, these arcade style. No one makes games like Sega, man. Sega, like, nailed that arcade shit on console. Like, that's what the, yeah, dude, the, I agree. the beauty of the Dreamcast. Check out this one here. This is a Zombie Revenge, also a Dreamcast exclusive. It's actually like in the same universe as House of the Dead. <laughs> Have you heard of this one, Zombie Revenge? No. Oh, this is one I played a lot when I was a kid. Dude, look at this one. Zombie Revenge. Yeah, the ga- the actual gameplay starts about like six minutes in. It's like cutscenes in the beginning. Yeah, see, like, bring this back, dude. This is, like, dumb and stupid. And, oh, you know what? I think there was one that came out. Wasn't it called Die Hard? Wasn't there a third person, like, shitty game that came out recently? Recently? I don't know. Recently. People were shitting on it, but I I don't think they realized that it's, like, was intentionally shitty like this. I don't know what you're talking about now. If you remember it, let me know. Because I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I, I, for, I forgot. But... but yeah, I would love to see some more of that shit. Like, again, I haven't played these two games in like decades. But, you know, they might be. That's like a prime like gameplay or a prime like game genre that with modern sensibilities could like make a pretty decent comeback i think yeah it was just like stupid fun you know it wasn't like anything taken seriously yeah i want some more of that stupid fun games yeah toxic crusaders that sounds coming 2023 (laughs) um man i went down a rabbit hole with this i'm like reminiscing Oh, some old games that would be great to see again. But Oh, I got the hiccups, fuck. <clears throat> I know. We got some uh we got some news to talk about. <laughs> you get distracted. Uh and it's something nobody like thought would exist. Uh, Persona 5, the Phantom X. We got a gameplay trailer for it. Apparently it's a Chinese free to play gotcha style game, question mark. Yeah. So the guy that posted this on their channel put no information, so I kind of had to go digging a little bit, and what I found was that this is a free-to-play Chinese game uh, set in the Persona 5 universe, and it's like a gotcha game. I don't know what platforms, I'm guessing mobile. Yeah. Like it I would looks- assume mobile. It looks okay, uh, you know what I'm saying? It looks like It looks like half it looks like half official and then half like fan made. If you told me it was like a mod for Persona Five, I'd be like, "Yeah, I could see that." That's what but, I thought this was. It was a mod, but yeah, 
No, it's an official game, and it's what's weird about it is being like a Chinese game. Is this gonna be um, released in the states like at all, or is this just for the Chinese market? Is it, does it have anything to do with like the first Persona Five? Word like... on the, the word on the street is that this is China exclusive. So. Yeah, because a lot of this is like, how can I word it? There's not enough here to like warrant playing through it because it looks a lot like it's rehashing a lot of the stuff from Persona Five. Even the character design like looks just like Joker from P Five. Like, there's no reason to just like make everything reminiscent of that. You could just done your own thing with it. So that tells me like this is exclusively for a market that maybe like didn't get or didn't appreciate Persona Five as it was. Yeah. Which I think um, China is like super weird about like Japanese games, right? Like it's not a big thing over there. Like they're really weird about like what Japanese games make it over there to their market. Well, just games in general. I don't think they <laughs> I don't think they really allow like thing when they allowed uh like consoles even. They just don't have they don't have games over there, man. That's why they do all this mobile shit. So I I don't know. I don't know what this is. There's no information on this. I don't even know where this came from. Some guy just posted it on their channel <laughs> with no info. Just like, hey, here's the trailer. I was like, for, for what? What is this? Yeah, I had to dig a little bit to find out, yeah, that this is a thing. And, like, Atlas is, like, supervising the development of this game. Um, I'm looking at, like, releases for this. I don't think the... the Persona 5 actually officially released in China. So that's that's probably why this like yeah, this is so reminiscent. That's, why, no... yeah, that's probably why this is so reminiscent of it. This is supposed to be like it's supposed to be like, oh, this is the Persona 5 that we can make for you, basically. <laughs> yeah. But I think they Which only allow it's... like mobile games in China. I don't think they allow like I don't think they're allowed to have consoles. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like uh, they PC have like PCs too, but yeah, they have yeah. PCs, but they don't have consoles. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know, but, but then their PC, they can only get shit. Like, I don't know how it works over there. But... Yeah, me neither. But yeah, that's what weird to be on because I was like, oh, it's like a companion piece too, like a sequel. But no, it's very reminiscent of it. So it makes me think like, oh, this is like a replacement for Persona Five. This is like the what you play if you like you never got Persona Five in your area. And I think that's what it's supposed to be. That's probably why it's never going to release here, because it's kind of redundant, right? To play this if you already play P5, or have access to it. That, that's yeah, my theory, at it least. Looks different. It looks different, and not like you're walking through the cities. I don't know if you can do that in Persona 5. You can. There's some parts that you could, but this looks more a little more open. The whole like city is like open to you. It's broken off in like sections, but you can physically walk around like Shibuya, the subway and Ikabukuro, I think. This scene yeah. specifically. I don't remember seeing this scene. But I haven't finished Persona Five either, but I don't know. Crackers and comedy. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. This is I don't, know. I don't care for it really. <laughs> like 
you know, it's cool that if you never got it, if this is your chance to play Persona 5, then go ahead. But yeah, even if it came over here, I don't think I would play it, honestly. Um, and some announcements we got uh, Remnant from the Ashes dropping on Switch March 21st. I had no idea that was happening. Remnant's a good game, so yeah. is it, is it going to be a good Switch game, though? That's the thing. I don't think it is, but... <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they'll make it work somehow. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, we also got Chia. Is that even how said Chia? Releasing on PC, PS4, and PS5 on March 21st, this Tuesday. Oh, that's that open-world, like, survival adventure game that we saw forever ago, right? Yeah. It's the one that's launching on PlayStation Plus. Yeah. Yeah, they've been they've been showing this off a lot. They're very excited about it. Looks cute, cool. Looks cute. Yeah, I remember this one. You could like control animals or turn into animals or something. Yeah. Uh, that's this. I don't think that's this. <laughs> I don't think that's this. Oh no, it is this. No, okay. Yeah, yeah, it is this. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I like the way she like jumped into that parrot. That could, like. There's some cool opportunities with that. <laughs> is she taking out like a base like Far Cry? What is this? <laughs> that is exactly what she's doing. She's taking out like an outpost like this is Far Cry or something. This looks dope. This looks dope. Okay. Okay, this looks pretty dope. I'm going to have a wish list. Uh, March 22nd, Wednesday, we also have we'll Have a Nice Death. Releasing on PC and Switch. It's like that 2D roguelike, right? Yeah. This looks really good, too. <laughs> this looks really good. I remember this one. This one looked fun as hell. Yeah, I thought this was a Metroid-style game, but... Yeah, no, it's an action game, which is cool. Like, the action looks good. And we have Omen of Sorrow. What is this? Brings monsters of horror, literature, mythology together in a fighting game. Oh, so it's, it's a fighting game with like a bunch of like monsters and myths. That wasn't was that already a thing? Did that already exist? A monster fighting game? Yeah. Yeah. Terradrome, right? Like... Wait, what? <laughs> well, I thought the yeah, one that Terradrum. existed was like like a fan-made, like, unofficial thing. Yeah. Yeah, it was a fan-made game with, like, those old, like... Yeah, like, Jason old, and... Like, yeah, and it was a fan-style game with, um... With compressed, like, sprites. So it was kind of like the old, like, Mortal Kombat games, you know? Where they were, like, digitized, like, sprites of uh, actual character models. And they couldn't release that because it had, like, you know, Pinhead and Hellraiser and... yeah. Pumpkinhead and Jason, but they did—they did release another game called Reign of Legends. That's another very similar game, but they have like stand-ins for those characters, so they're like royalty-free, like boogeyman type characters, encrypteds. Yeah, still in early access. So this looks like it's doing that, but like, it almost looks better. <laughs> yeah, this looks pretty good, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. 
This looks pretty dope, actually. I want to check this out. Like, there's not enough werewolf characters in fighting games. Werewolves are cool. I want to see more werewolves True. in games. True. Dark Stalkers. Dark Stalkers. Dark Stalkers and uh, Killer Instinct. The only two fighting games I know that have like a werewolf character. Yeah. And even then, I don't think he's like a werewolf in Killer Instinct. I think he's just like some genetic, some genetically modified like man wolf thing. <laughs> and a proper werewolf. But oh, this looks cool. Like, okay, I man, that's the wish list. Oh, there's a demo for it. Okay. I might worth be worth checking out, man. <laughs> uh, we also have the same day, Thursday, March 23rd, we have uh, Rakuen. Rakuen. Releasing on Switch. Bloody Roar. Super Ultra Pimp says Bloody Roar. Yeah. There you go. Which, by that's the way, old, we're, we're... That yeah, that's old. A while ago. Yeah, and I get Darkstalkers is old too, but like Darkstalkers yeah. got a re-release recently. Bloody Roar hasn't. <laughs> yeah. Oof, we live in an age where like some modern gamers have never heard of Bloody Roar. That makes me sad. What? Who made Bloody Roar? Are they even still um, around? Is that a right Capcom now. joint? Uh, it is developed by 8ing. 8ing? Yeah, Ooh. I don't know. There's some <laughs> subsidiary of Konami, I think. Yeah, they're like a subsidiary of like Hudson Soft and Konami. Konami, then. We yeah. need to bring that back. And Konami being Konami, I mean, they're just not. <laughs> We're never going to see that again. So. Well, Hudson Soft developed the first one. I think I was just like... Well, they own Hudson now, though. Oh, they 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 did the PlayStation version. Aidsing oh. did the arcade version. Oh, but so who owns Bloody Roar now? I swear it's Konami because I think they have a um they they have a a pachinko table for a brilliant. Yeah, but it's Konami. Yeah, so I guess Hudson Soft had it. They had the rights to it. They were just developing the PS One version, and then uh, when Konami absorbed them, they got the rights to Bloody Roar. So that yeah, that's never gonna happen now. So <laughs> yeah, we're never gonna get another Bloody Roar game now. So thanks for that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Rakuen on Switch looks cute, like a little like it's like a story rich puzzle game. Steam says it's a JRPG, but I'm not seeing any JRPG stuff in here. It's like an Earthbound, maybe. Maybe. It could just be some like narrative, like <clears throat> it could just be some like narrative, uh, story rich, like RPG maker game. Overwhelmingly positive on Steam. Laura. Laura Shigahara. Oh, she she did the soundtrack to uh, Plants vs Zombies, I think. And she makes games now. This is this is one. She's making another one called Mr. Saito. Played in the demo derby. Oh, she did that game. music for To the Moon. She did that that song. Okay, yeah, I remember her. Yeah. Yeah, she makes games now? Okay. She makes games now. That's cool. They're pretty good. Okay, that's really cool. 
All right, so check that out. Our release is, uh, I'm going to say March 23rd. Yeah, March 23rd. It's already out on Steam, so you can buy it now on Steam if you want. It's been out since, like, 2017. And we got Song of Memories, Complete Scenario. Overall mixed reviews. <laughs> this is a a next generation. Novel. Yep, a next generation romantic adventure game with a story focused on songs and ultimate decision making. Sexual content. Of course, this, is, this oh. will be on Switch. Ooh. Switch is like the new trash visual novel platform. I don't know, man. Nintendo started to pick that up. No, well, I don't know I how. The, I was on the eShop the other day, man. And there was like some hentai games on there. Nice. You gotta tell me which like one. legit, like hentai in the title. <laughs> and I looked up. Apparently, like they're like uncensored on Switch from what I was seeing on Google. So yeah, Switch has the uncensored games now too. Yeah, which very ironic to see that happening. By the way. <laughs> yeah. I was on a. I can't remember the YouTuber. Um, I can't remember. Oh, Review Tech USA was talking about it. He was like, "This is like reprehensible that you, this, these, these, you could see these games alongside like Nintendo games. There should be a filter to it. You know, someone's kid could be going through this, and it's like, well, fuck your kid. Like, <laughs> we'll care. Like, like there's a bunch of M-rated games showing up next to it too. Like Mortal Kombat was like right next to Mario the other day. We shouldn't pitch about that." Yeah, because you don't care because for some reason everyone has this weird like opinion that like sex is like this like ultimate evil that we need to avert our eyes away from but a violent video game is like no big deal <laughs> but whatever that's like a whole like other tangent but no this is like an adventure game with some like horny elements to it so go check it out <laughs> if you want if you're into that kind of thing that I'll just like hours worth of voices or I, I, I'll just watch porn, honestly. <laughs> but you do you, man. Days of joy have returned. Precious times. Uh, next game we got is Storyteller. That's releasing March 23rd as well for PC and Switch. What is this? So is this like a, like a puzzle game? Is that what this is? With Storyteller, you are the one writing the stories. Start with the title, characters, and settings, and create your own twist on stories familiar and new. I think they showed this in one of the uh, like Switch presentations. I know Direct they showed this. They basically give you like little prompts, and you're just filling stuff in. And you're like telling your own story based on prompts that are given to you. However, you decide to fill it in. It's pretty interesting if it works as advertised. Yeah, this looks pretty cool. Like, uh, almost like a, um, I've got scribble knots, but like with pictures yeah. and images. Okay, this could be cool, man. I like this. Yeah, like, so context changes depending on, like, the panel before it. That's really cool. Okay, I like this.
I really, really like this. Okay, this is neat. Okay, this, this is cool. It's a pretty weird gimmick. I don't know how long it could, like, hold itself together. But honestly, if it's, like, a small, like, indie game, like, there could be some cool shit in here. Okay. I might check that it's out. A puzzle, it's a puzzle game, so, you know, you're yeah. starting the puzzles. It's always fresh when it comes to that, I guess. Yeah. We have, uh, next we have on Friday, March 24th, we have Atelier Ryza 3, Alchemist, The End of the Secret Key. <laughs> The final summer, the final secret. Rise's final adventure is about to begin. Oh, these are ending now. <laughs> oh, no. What are they going to do? I don't know what I'm going to do if like, there's not another Atelier Rising game out next year. But, yeah. you know, jokes aside, like, again, we, we drop this every time we have this show and the game gets announced. If you're a fan of these games, like, tell us what the appeal is. Like, what's the appeal of, um,. And yeah, one of the tags, one of the tags here is collectathon, which <sighs> interests me. That kind of perks my my ear up a little bit. I'm like collectathon. You're talking about like banjo kazooie? What are we talking here? Yeah. Yeah, I would I would play a a, a collectathon like that. Sounds appealing right about now. The mo- the mobile gameplay looks pretty neat. Like some of the traversal stuff looks pretty cool. Yeah. But what's the game? It's like a turn-based RPG, right? I have no idea. <laughs> I think the collectathon stuff comes from like because you're an alchemist, so I think it's like collecting like ingredients, right? That's where the collectathon stuff comes in. I might have to like play one of these games at some point. I, th- I had one of these on PS3. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. PS3 I had one. I don't remember which one, but... Yeah, the combat's like a turn-based RPG, it looks like. Some very flashy animations, though. So if you pre-order now, you get the straw hat and the flower crown. (laughs) And last but not least, March 24th, we have... Resident Evil 4, releasing on PC, PS4, PS5, and Xbox Series X. I I think I might, like, pre-order that game, honestly. I already have, like, a good bit of money. It was my birthday recently, so I got some money. I think I'm just going to pre-order it and just play it when it comes out, because that game's already getting, like, 10 out of 10s, dude, and everyone's saying how great it is. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I'm, I'm picking this up. Have you played the demo yet? No. Bro, go play the demo. It's good. It's like really, really good. I'll play the demo when it comes out. <laughs> I mean, I'll play the game. I still have to finish uh, Resident Evil 2 and 3. Oh. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pick up Resident Evil 4 when it comes out. Depending on how that day goes, I might stream it. But it depends, like... Do you think that they're going to go back and do Resident Evil 5 after this again? Or I don't do know. That's recent enough to where they don't have to bother? I think it's recent enough they don't have to bother. Because that was the first HD Resident Evil game, so... Yeah. I don't think they would try to remake any of the HD Resident Evil games. They might. I don't know. I don't know what Capcom's planning. Because... 
Hamtaro says, need Code Veronica or a new multiplayer like Outbreak. Yeah, I, I, I would have my money on like uh, Code Veronica remake, honestly. And uh, what they should do, because you have uh, basically like a partner through the whole game, but you're like separating all the time, is they should remake that game, but with a multi, with a co-op element. Like just have your partner be there all the time. Like do what they did with Resident Evil 5, but with Code Veronica. Yeah. I don't know how well that would work though, how the story's played out, but it'd be cool. Uh, I I think games have recently, well, just with the like haze light games with um like it takes two and stuff like that, where it's like made to be a multiplayer game. I they could do something like that. Not that there's better examples of that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, th- I think they can go back and look at those games as examples to see how to do a game like that, yeah. Resident Evil style. So. Yeah, I think it'd be cool. I mean, they kind of did that with uh, Revelations too, because you had uh, that game had uh, two characters all the time, and one of them like couldn't use guns. So, but they could. They had a flashlight. They could use that flashlight to like spot hidden items. So. You had one player that was, like, shooting all the zombies, another player who was, like, finding all the items. But that player that was finding the items also had, like, a melee weapon that was kind of shitty. Up close, you had something to defend yourself with. But if, an, if a monster was knocked down, you could finish them off with that melee weapon. So there was some, like, there was some, like, gameplay there. So one person wasn't doing all the work. Like, you guys had to work together. But that's a pretty good example of it. At least I think it is. I played that whole thing multiplayer with my brother, and we had a pretty fun time with it. Both swapped in between characters, so. That's something that that could work, I think. But we'll see, man. That remake is going to be incredible. It's already getting great reviews. I'm going to pick that shit shit up day one. Might stream it. It depends. I'll probably have the baby that day, and depending on how he's feeling, I don't want to, like, stop the stream every, like, 20, 30 minutes to go, like, take care of a crying baby. (laughs) So, we'll see. Um, but no, it's going to do it for the show, man. I'm excited for that Resident Evil 4 remake. I can't wait for that to come out. I'm excited for the System Shock remake when that finally drops. But that's going to do it for the show, man. Tell people where they can find us. That's it, guys. You can go to GameOverse.com. You can go to GameOverse.com slash Twitch. GameOverse.com slash YouTube. GameOverse.com slash Discord. Hop in there, talk to us. Uh, yeah, play some video games with us. Uh, yeah, everybody come I'm, say hi. We're always responding. I might, I might, I might fuck around and order a double down from KFC so I can get a beta code for Diablo. I heard about that. So that's what the beta codes are from. If you order like a double down, <laughs> or, or you can just buy the game. You can pre-order the game and get one, or you can you can order a double down. So uh, I might have to do that because uh, that game is looking pretty good. So that's looking good. So I might pick it up. We'll see. Though I'm not playing so many games. In the meantime, everybody, be cool, be safe, be excellent to each other, and uh, yeah, I'll see you guys next time.